breaking news. Your dream life isn't going to happen because you made a vision board. You're going to need goals, grit, and some woo-woo shit. This podcast is about getting clarity on what you want, having the grit to do the actual work, and most importantly, constantly training your brain to be your bitch. Ready to be inspired? Here is your host, best-selling author, Una Duncan. Well, hello, lovely listener. Thank you for tuning in, especially as this is a bit of a personal episode. I wanted to celebrate some milestones with you and tell you some stories and some lessons that I've learned and that I'm hoping that you can apply to your life and all of your goals. So first of all, this is episode 40 of Goals, Grit, and Some Boo-Boo Shit, and it is the last of season two. Don't worry, we are coming back for season three in spring 2024 because guess what? As I'm recording this, we are not even a year into launching this show, and already we are in the top 5% of all podcasts, which is like an absolute mind blower. Tens of thousands of you have downloaded and listened, and I am so grateful and honestly floored and so honored that I get to be in your ear and in your brain. I understand that is some precious mental real estate, and I do not take it for granted, which is why I'm pausing on production right now to get really clear on what needs to happen for season three to be best of service to you. I wish I could share all the lessons that I've learned in the past year, but to be honest, I don't really feel comfortable sharing those with you yet because I'm not 100% of what they are. And I'm going to do you the favor of not processing that live on air. I used to have a coach who worked for me and she would post in our group to our clients when she was having moments of struggling with her health and fitness, which by the way, is so human and so normal. And everyone has those moments, amazing coaches included. And I don't think that it's the place to lead from. I don't think you're serving people if you show up with that energy when people are looking to you for guidance. Like never say never, but I don't think you're ever going to see a post of me doing a video on Instagram of me crying with the caption, hashtag vulnerable. (laughs) If you're trying to be of service versus it just being a personal account or whatever, I think there's a lot of value of showing people your scars, but not your open festering wounds. And by the way, I'm not saying don't ask for help. I'm saying that once you've received that well-deserved help and taken care of yourself and come out the other side, then you've got lessons and wisdom to share with others in a leadership capacity. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause before season three. I am going to coach Madame Self as I talked about in episode two, and I'm going to ask myself some good questions about the podcast, like the ones I give you in episode 15. These are questions that you can apply to anything that you are reflecting on right now. This is the kind of stuff I'm going to ask myself. I'm going to say, what did I love about the podcast this year? What were some of the biggest challenges? If this upcoming year ended and I was overjoyed about what happened in year two of the podcast, what specifically would have to happen? And what would be the habits that I'd have to implement to make those things happen? How could I make those habits feel fun and easy for me? What support would I need? And by the way, if you want me to walk you through that process of reflection for your whole life for this upcoming year, you can always go to fitfeelsgood.com slash goals. There is a wicked on-demand workshop and it's waiting for you whenever you want it. Okay. But here's what I do feel comfortable reflecting on and sharing with you. This is actually kind of huge. 2023 marked 10 years of me being in business. And I would love to share the story of how I started Fit Feels Good and what I've learned. 
And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Fit Feels Good is my online fitness transformation company. We help people get in incredible shape by guiding them through a simple system of healthy habits that actually makes you feel good rather than feel like deprivation and diet culture hell. <laughs> Fit Feels Good went from being just me leading a boot camp class in Toronto to a handful of clients to a team of now 10 people internationally helping about 2,000 people a month achieve their fitness goals when nothing else was working. But before I tell you about how all that happened, I should acknowledge that it's a bit of a fail that my 10-year anniversary went by last year and I didn't even realize it. It is so easy to let milestones pass by because when you have like big, enormous goals, the milestones happen so incrementally that once you're at your milestone, it doesn't feel like a celebration. It just feels like your normal present and you're mostly just itching to get to the next stage. And it's kind of cheesy, but it's really important to every now and then stop, acknowledge that everything in your life right now was once a dream. And you got to give yourself props for achieving what you have. Because when you do that and you actually like feel it, you don't just, you know, write in your gratitude journal, like, I'm so grateful for my cozy house and my family. Like you got to feel this. And when you do, it's going to give you motivation and energy for the next stage of your journey. And it trains your brain. Because your brain is always seeking pleasure. And if you take no pleasure in your achievements, your brain is not going to be trained to seek that out. Okay, so with that, I want to take you back to 20, 2001 when I decided I wanted to be a fitness instructor. And I'm not going to get into my evolution from being a smoker who hated exercise to someone who wanted to be a fitness instructor. I can tell that story another day if you're interested. Well, let's just come to 2001 and I wanted to teach fitness classes. I thought that that would be a wicked way to supplement my career as an actor and a documentary playwright, you know, until I got that national Tim Hortons commercial that is the bread and butter for most Canadian actors. So I signed up for the fitness instructor certification course and they almost didn't have enough people to run the course. So I convinced my sister to do it with me so that they'd have enough people. So to get certified, you need to do a written exam and a practical exam. For the practical exam, you have to teach a class while being graded with a minimum amount of people in the class so that they can see that you can respond to different levels of ability in the class. So we recruited a bunch of our friends who showed up hungover. And my sister Shannon and I had spent days coming up with the class choreographed to our one fitness music CD because... We didn't really know about like, you know, simple eight count movement patterns. So we actually choreographed a routine that matched the lyrics to, for example, the aerobics remix of Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant or Let the Sun Shine In. So imagine us waving to let the sun shine in while we're doing like hamstring curls. It was less of a fitness class, more like, you know, when 12 year old girls make up a dance at a sleepover party. And so now imagine our lovely hungover friends doing that not once, but twice because Shannon and I both had to lead the class. So they did this back to back, um, except for the parts where Shannon, who took it way less seriously than I did, forgot the choreography that we had memorized and just made them do jazz hands while bouncing for like two minutes straight. Anyway, we both passed, which was generous. Um, Shannon never taught another fitness class and I clutching my shiny new certification, headed out into the city of Toronto to make my fortune as a fitness instructor. So right now I need you to picture the cover of Oh, The Places You'll Go. As it turned out, 
I couldn't even get on the list as a sub at any of the local gyms because I had no experience. What I could get was a job leading classes at condominiums. So a lot of condos in Toronto have these kind of, to be honest, half-hearted in-house fitness programs. And my contribution to that was going from condo to condo and teaching this one, let the sun shine in choreographed class that I had memorized to the lyrics over and over again. And the same three poor people would show up week after week in a specific building and they'd get that same magic. And I got paid 20 bucks a class. The problem is that parking at most of these condos was like 25 bucks a class. So I decided I'm going to need some more skills. And so I just loaded up on fitness certifications. I took everything from, you know, TRX to kettlebells to dance and multiple yoga certifications. And I got a pre and postnatal specialist certification and I did some nutrition stuff. I taught body pump. Um, if you're familiar with that, it's a strength training program and RPM, which is a spin program. Um, these are less mills fitness classes, which by the way, are incredible instructor training. And I was teaching all these classes and I loved it, but oh my God, dude, my body was so tired (laughs) because if you're getting paid between 20 and 25 bucks a class, you have to teach a lot of classes to make a go of it. And I actually look back in this period of my life as being one of the least fit eras of my life because I would be teaching all these classes and giving it my absolute all. And then I would like limp down the stairs from the gym, clutching onto the banister because my knees were so sore. And then I would bike home and I would just scarf down some food and then basically like starfish on my bed until I recovered enough to do the rest of my life. So again, I had that moment of like, hmm, this isn't going to work long term. Um, So I got my personal training certification. So personal trainers, they get paid more. And obviously, it's way easier on the body. And once I got my personal trainer certification, I got hired by a boot camp company. So at this time, you couldn't walk. This is probably, I don't know what era we're talking about here, like 2007. or I, I don't remember. Anyway, at this time, you could not walk anywhere in Toronto without seeing posters for this particular boot camp company. They had 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. classes in pretty much every major urban park. And it was like a, this t- style of training was a huge trend. And they had like Monopoly in Toronto. And I loved this job because they gave me the workouts. I didn't have to design anything. I didn't have to choreograph anything. And it paid 50 bucks a class. So I don't know if you're doing the math here, but there was a 6 a.m. and a 6 p.m. So that's $100 a day, which was big money for me at the time. And I got to be outside and watch the sunrise. And I loved, 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 loved my boot camp participants. We got super tight as a group. More on that in a little bit. All right, dude, it is time to announce the winner of this month's podcast awesome giveaway. So every month I'm giving away a wicked prize. It could be one of my programs. It could be a book. It could be my habits tracker. And I'm even starting to design and make a really awesome like swag t-shirts and stuff like that. You get to pick your prize. All you got to do is leave a killer review like this wonderful person did. Stoon Gal. Stoon Gal woke up fat. Well, not really. She writes here in her review, I didn't magically gain a bunch of weight today. I just woke up feeling fat and I let the scale dictate my self-image this morning. This podcast was exactly what I needed to change my perspective and keep on enjoying my day, my life and my body exactly as it is. 
Una never fails to help me reframe, refocus, and guide me to a fitter, happier, and more balanced place. Well, holy shit, Stoongal. That is exactly what this is about. Thank you so much for leaving such an awesome review. Please DM me on Instagram at Una Duncan, and I am so pumped to give you your awesome prize. Thank you. Hey, dude, if you are enjoying this episode and you have a friend that you think might also benefit from this information, please share it with them. That helps my podcast so much and it's going to help your friend. Share the love. Thanks so much. So I was teaching a few classes a week for my my own personal fitness. I was doing my 6am and 6pm bootcamp classes. And I had a couple of in home training clients. And I was, you know, writing plays in the meantime, and life was really good. I was actually making a living in fitness. And oh, I also started a newsletter and a blog, mostly as a way just to communicate with my participants. So then I got pregnant. And again, I had that thought of, hmm, this isn't sustainable, I'm going to have to figure something out. So now with about a decade of experience in the fitness industry, I applied to be a pro trainer, meaning that I would teach the course that certifies new personal trainers and runs the exams. So I did this throughout both of my pregnancies, and I absolutely loved it. Dude, my students were so cute. I had these big bro gym dudes calling me miss and tons of, you know, orange people who were training for bodybuilding shows and they'd bring in massive coolers of chicken breasts to class. Actually, this one guy who brought in a bucket, like a sand bucket that you would take to a beach if you're a kid and it was filled with ground beef. <laughs> and he ate that right under my nose. And I was a newly pregnant vegetarian and it was a bit, it was one of my rougher moments, but usually they were so cute. I had middle-aged women who were, you know, really passionate about wellness and they wanted to start a whole new career. And I had tons of new Canadians, some of whom were actual physicians and Olympic athletes in India or Brazil, but they needed to get like a really quick Canadian professional designation. And so they were here being taught by me. It was ridiculous. So this was such a happy time. I loved working with all these new fitness professionals. I won several awards as a pro trainer. And most of those students signed up to be on my little, you know, baby newsletter list. And best of all, I hired other experienced trainers to work as my TAs. So I could expand my course offerings. And I even got a mat leave when my babies were born. It was awesome. And I thought that this was what I was going to do. I remember when I met my husband, I said, what do you think I'm going to be when I grow up? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I think you're going to be um, a college professor. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. But remember that boot camp company with the posters everywhere? So two things happened with them. One, Toronto made a new bylaw that you could not advertise by putting posters everywhere. So they really stopped getting a lot of new people signing up because they couldn't put posters everywhere. They would immediately get taken down and they would get fined. And at the same time, I don't know if this is a cost cutting measure, but they also decided to change the format of their classes. So instead of having an hour long class, it was a 30 minute class, same price, at higher intensity, which they argued is equally effective. And why would you want to work out for twice as long with the same results? And I get it. They're probably right about that. But what they missed is that most of the people coming were also there to socialize and spend time outdoors. I was there, you know, I just had another baby and I was having my TAs teach my classes, really happy. And I got an email 
from my old bootcamp crew saying, we're all leaving this company en masse and we want to hire you to train us. And so I immediately contacted my old company that I had left on very good terms with. And I said, dude, you're going to lose all of your people. You've got to fix this situation. And they said, we don't want to fix it. We really stand by the changes we've made. And I was like, "Um, you're going to lose all of them. And they said, that's fine. And I said, well, if you're going to let them go, I'm going to train them. And they said, go ahead. So that's how I found myself back in the park at 6 a.m. with my old bootcamp crew that I loved so much. And I had this sort of instant business. And dude, we had so much fun. We trained for obstacle courses on the playground equipment. We did field trips all over the city. Like I'd read in a magazine about the workout that Madonna does when she comes to Toronto. And so we'd all go and do the Madonna workout, which by the way, if there's any Torontonians listening, it involves the stairs at Casa Loma. There's like 150 stairs there. And every day on the boot camp before Christmas, I'd wake up at 4 a.m. and I would bring into our indoor location a screen and a projector and we would laugh our asses off with a fitness party with finger lights and we would do Just Dance videos and old Marky Mark workouts off YouTube. And we even had a secret Santa among the boot camp. I also made a cookbook based on their favorite recipes with like pictures of them being so cute working out. Dude, we had so much fun. And I'm actually still 10 years later training two members of that crew. So I want to give a shout out to Colleen Kennedy and Amanda Ricks. Thank you for an incredible decade. And oh, right now I am wearing a shirt from those days. Um, if I'm not going to turn around, but it says uh, boot camp, rogue boot camp, 2013. And um, we called ourselves rogue because <laughs> we went rogue from the other boot camp company. And we signed up for a race under that name and the race wrote it down as rouge. So our shirts were red. And this is my first logo. I'm so proud of this. I wanted something that said fitness, but I didn't want to have weights because we didn't use weights. I didn't want to have like a svelte or muscular body because I wanted it to be body neutral. So I had this running shoe and I designed it with the sun rising behind it because we worked out at sunrise. And I thought it was super deep because the shoe also looked like, you know, hills. Okay. Anyway, so then... Um, a couple of our founding members moved to a different part of the city and they contacted me and said, Oh, I wish we had something like our boot camp here. So I cherry picked some of my amazing personal training students and I trained them and I gave them the program and I had them lead the other locations. And in that way, and through word of mouth, we expanded to three locations in Toronto with multiple classes. And we were voted by the local paper, Toronto's best gym, which was insane because we weren't a gym. So all of that was awesome. And then during Christmas 2016, I bought a white label meal plan from a dietitian who sold resources to fitness professionals. It was like, uh, here's a nutrition challenge to offer your clients for the new year kind of thing. So I emailed my boot campers and I literally, this is what I said. I was like, hey guys, I'm feeling a little fluffy after the holidays. Does anyone want to do this nutrition challenge with me? And 12 of them said yes. And I started a Facebook group and we had so much fun bitching about our caffeine headaches and posting pictures of our beautiful fridges full of produce and our pathetic attempts at protein pancakes. And holy crap, we were all blown away by the results on our bodies, like blown away. Dude, after doing so many years of exercising so much and also doing, you know, a half-hearted variation of every popular diet from Atkins to the zone and everything in between. 
I and everyone in the group saw like incredible results we'd never seen before. Um, the program wasn't perfect, but I was so excited that I immediately was like, okay, what if I took this and I added a vegetarian option? And what if I had it reviewed by a holistic nutritionist? And what if I also designed workouts that match this? And then I created an online version of our incredible bootcamp community. And so that's what I did. And that was the first version of our 28-day transformation program. And I launched that to my list, which at this time was probably like 300 to 500 people at that time. Um, you know, that was between class participants from gyms, uh, boot campers and my personal training students. And it went amazing. It went even better and word spread. And then I relaunched it with all the new case studies that I had. And it, after doing that a few times, people start to ask for a continuity program. They'd say, Oh my God, we're loving these results and we love this community and we just want more. Now, fortunately, I had just hired someone that I thought could help me with this. So it was Christmas Eve on 2016, and I was coming out of the dollar store with some last minute wrapping paper. I just popped out to the dollar store to grab this so that I could, you know, get everything ready for Santa. And I bumped into the woman who was the administrator at that old boot camp company. So the administrator, she was the one that I would like send my invoices to and stuff when I was a trainer there. And I was like, Oh, hey, how are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I'm not great. That company went under and they didn't pay. So I didn't get the last my last couple of paychecks. And I was like, Oh, that's awful. I have like this tiny little bootcamp company. Um, do you think you'd want to do some administration for me for like a couple of hours a week? And she said, Yes. And then I was also like, oh, and I also have this new 28-day transformation thing. Do you want to try it? And she said, yeah, sure, right. So she tried it. She had awesome results. She was super enthusiastic about the program. And I knew that she was a huge foodie. So when we started to get requests for a continuity program, I asked her, I mean, I know you love food. Would you be willing to do a nutrition certification? Would you be interested in designing a year of follow-up meal plans that follow this basic formula? And the formula, again, as I always tell you guys, it's a half a plate of vegetables, palm-sized amount of protein, a fist-sized amount of carbs, and thumb-sized amount of fat, which usually ends up being about, if you follow, if you track macros, what we're aiming for and what it usually rounds out to be is about 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. So I gave her this task, which I, oh my God, didn't want to do. And she was like in heaven. And she designed what I will honestly, honestly say is the best meal plan I have ever tried in any program. And so I started creating more workouts and eventually hiring other trainers so that we could have even more variety in the program. And the whole time, the community is getting bigger. So we started expanding all across Canada and the US and then the UK and the word was spreading. And of course, I'm noticing that although people are loving the workouts and the food, that most of the results are happening because of the people's mindsets. And I'm starting to notice that the thoughts and the patterns that people are having when they're successful and the recurring patterns of people who are not successful. And so I started writing more blog posts and more newsletters as this kind of covert way of delivering a little bit of tough love without singling you know, any individual out. Hey, my friend, could you do me a quick favor? Could you subscribe and leave a review for this podcast? It's a small thing. You could do it in line while waiting at the coffee shop. But listen, that support makes all the difference for new podcasts like this one. It would absolutely make my day to see your review. Thanks, dude. Oh, and back to the podcast. And then one day, um, someone replied to one of my newsletters and she said, Hey, 
this woman I, I had never met before. And she said, Hey, I don't know if you've ever thought about writing a book, but if you ever do, I'm an editor and I would love to see a proposal. Oh my God, dude. Like, I still remember opening my email and seeing that. And I was just, I was so excited because I'd always wanted to write a book. Um, so I emailed back immediately. I was like, Absolutely, give me two weeks. <laughs> So I immediately bought a course on how to write a proposal. And oh my God, that took me six months and six hard months. Because I don't know if you know what it's involved in writing a book proposal, but you have to write a synopsis of the book. You have to give several chapel, chapter samples. You kind of have to write the whole thing. You have to write out all the summaries of every chapter. You also have to do a huge marketing plan to show you know, why this book has to be written, why it has to be written by you, why it has to be written now, why it's like no other book in the world, and yet enough like other bestsellers that will definitely be a bestseller. It's a lot of work. Anyway, so it took me six months. And once I had it, I submitted it to that person. And I also submitted it to Penguin Random House. And I got interested both because guess who happened to be working at Penguin and noticed my unusual name in the massive pile submissions? someone who used to attend one of my spin classes. And it was enough to make her curious enough to read the proposal. And then she loved it and made an offer. So because I had at least two offers for this book, I was able to get a literary agent, which isn't always common if you're a brand new author. And I got a bidding war for my first book, which was just like dreams come true all over the place. So when my book Healthy as Fuck came out, it was a Globe and Mail, number one Globe and Mail bestseller, and it has since sold tens of thousands of copies worldwide. Uh, book Authority actually named it one of the top 100 fitness books of all time. And I got to do a book tour in the US, which was so fun. And I got to do a TEDx talk and a bunch of fun media interviews, one of which led to a gig where I was offered to be the regular feel-good expert on Canada's National Morning Show. But let me tell you something about all that. It was so, it was, don't get me wrong, it was so fun. It was so awesome. But I honestly don't think any of that had much influence on my business growth, to be 100% honest. Definitely the book. The book, I still get messages every day about the book, and some people come in through the book, um, but none of the media, to be totally honest. Um, I think most of my company's growth has been one, because of Facebook ads. In fact, there is a very good chance that if you are listening to me right now, your first exposure to me was through Facebook ads. And two, because of narrowing down my market, which oh, it hurts so much. So by this point, I had hired coaches and joined communities for online entrepreneurs. And everyone said, you can't sell just general fitness, wellness and weight loss. The market is too crowded. You have to stand out. You have to have a specific niche. Uh, you don't want to be like general fitness. You want to be fitness for female rock climbers who don't want to give up carbs or like whatever. And so I was noticing that a lot of women were joining my 28-day transformation as a 40th birthday gift to themselves. So I created a training on specifically how to get fit after the age of 40. And I started running ads to that. And when I did that, dude, my business probably tripled in size. But it hurt. It hurt. I loved the diversity in my boot camps. We had dudes from Bay Street. That's Canada's Wall Street. We had a guy who was a rock star in the 80s. We had like all this fun gossip about platinum blondes groupies. And we had a lovely Mongolian woman who was an interior designer. And so like, 
elegant and we had couples who wanted to look good for their wedding. And I just, I loved creating communities where the most unlikely friendships were made. Because let me tell you how fucking human everyone is when they are pushing themselves to the limit. Whether that is a plank endurance test or sprinting up a hill in the dark, in the rain. We still do have people who are not women in their 40s and 50s in our program. We have a handful of dudes and they are the coolest dudes because they have chosen to be in a program that are they are outnumbered by powerful women. But I'm going to be honest, my coaches were right. Narrowing down who I was speaking to and specifically talking to women who are between the like age of 40 and probably 50. 60, that has been unbelievably effective. Since my book came out in 2019, the company has really grown rapidly, probably doubling in size every year. And we now leave a live transformation every two weeks. We have offered two sold out retreats in the past uh, year. And last year, we also launched this podcast and this year, a whole new VIP one-on-one program as well. So obviously, I want to be really clear in sharing all of this with you. I am obviously sharing with you like the highlights. I am glossing over a lot of moments where I was not feeling so successful, where we had launches that fucking bombed. You know, I often coach my clients that even people who are successful with, for example, weight loss, it is not a linear progress. You know, nothing in life is linear. It's usually a series of plateaus and then leaps forward and then dips down and then another tiny step forward. And it's only when you zoom back, as I'm doing for you today, as I consider my 10 years in business, that's when you see the larger patterns. And so here are the patterns I wanted to share with you. Lesson number one, just fucking be awesome as much as you can. (laughs) So what I'm saying is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And you never know. Like the editor for Penguin Random House was someone who took my spin class. And I fucking hated that spin class, dude. The people were so grumpy at that gym. It was a community center. So grumpy. They were so vocal if they didn't like my music and the equipment was finicky and it was in a basement and it didn't pay that much. It was like the first class that I was so ready to drop. But instead, you know, I showed up, I gave him my best, I was smiley, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that, and then who would have ever guessed? Um, my book, my book is made up from blogs that I had written for like my 12 clients. I had no way of knowing that this would be read by tens of thousands of people. Uh, It was just what I wanted to say. You know, I had a great relationship with the administrator of the bootcamp that I worked for, and she ended up helping me build a really successful business. So my point is you never know how something is going to play out. So do not save being your best for quote unquote, when it counts. Just be awesome as much as you possibly can. Be your best self as much as you possibly can. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Okay. And the ripple effect might surprise you. Okay. Lesson number two. If you think with your ego, you are fucked. It is all about other people. So when I was uh, teaching the personal training course, I would always get my students. They were always so worried that they weren't fit enough to be personal trainers um, or that they didn't have enough credentials. And I was like, dude, stop staring at yourself in the mirror and get out there and help people. It's the results you get for other people that matters. It's not fucking about you. Similarly, dude, if I had tried to build a career by, for example, being a social media influencer and, um, you know, posting all these pictures of me being inspiring and fit, 
I, I'm not sure if, yeah, I'm sure, you know, obviously other people make a career of that, but I would have been absolutely paralyzed by overanalyzing my own image and I would have accomplished fuck all. The only reason that I can be brave enough to put anything out there is when I'm thinking of how it might transform other people. If I was doing this podcast right now, and instead of spending this time trying to connect with you and make a change in you, and instead I was like watching myself on the camera and making sure that I was looking good and it was the right camera angle, I mean, you'd be bored as fuck. And when I was in acting school, you know, we would say that watching someone be transformed, it's the only thing that's interesting. If you're watching a scene or an actor is trying to be seductive, it is so fucking boring and it's a little bit cringe. But if you watch someone become seduced by someone, oh, it's so juicy. It's so fascinating. It's the transformation. It's the transforming other people. That's what's interesting. Otherwise, you're just watching someone fucking perform and people can smell it. It is fucking bullshit. Okay. Lesson number three, just do shit. You will figure it out as you go. Just Teach the shitty aerobics class with the let the sunshine in choreography. Just give yourself permission to suck and get on with it. You're not going to suck any less if you stay on the couch and don't do anything. Lesson number four, the biggest shifts forward happened when I let something go and it often hurt. I had to let go of teaching my personal trainer certifications to start my business I had to let go of the boot camps that I loved to focus on my online business. I had to let go of my love of the diversity of my clientele in order to focus on women above the age of 40 and really become a specialist in helping that population, which exploded my business. Um, there's a mentor that I'm working with right now. Uh, his name is Dan Martell, if you're interested. And he said, if you want to grow and evolve next year, about 50% of your time will have to be spent doing different things next year, <laughs> which seems both so obvious and also kind of scary. Obvious because you can't do the same stuff and get different results, right? Although so many people think they can, both in fitness and in business. And it's scary because you think, well, how can I spend 50% of my time doing different stuff? I'm barely able to do the stuff I'm doing right now. Will you let stuff go? Lesson number five, community is everything. So in telling you this story, I'm reporting on the big leaps forward in the business and all of that for you. But what I'm remembering as I'm telling it is the people. Like I'm picturing their faces and the jokes and the genuine connections. And because of that, I just wanted to make everything more awesome. So I was just like so in love with my clients and I wanted to just have even more fun with them. And that is the vibe that I need to take to the next stage. And maybe you do too. Okay, but enough about me. God, does this girl ever shut up, right? Okay, in telling you all this, here's my intention. First of all, I hope it was a good story. I mean, I'm super fucking nosy about people's lives and how they got to where they are. So maybe you're like that too. And two, I want you to ask yourself, if the way you do one thing is how you do everything, where are you not living up to your own standard of awesomeness? Like maybe you are a total rock star at work, but maybe you're a bit of a whiny bitch about your workouts. It's just an example. Also, where are you letting your ego get in the way of you just doing your damn job and helping people transform? Three, oh my God, just do shit. Where are you being too afraid to suck at something and it is paralyzing you so that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing? Four, 
What do you need to let go of to move forward? If 50% of your time this year is going to be spent doing different shit, what needs to go? Five, what is the community that you need to surround yourself with that will make all of this feel like no work, but you just having fun with the coolest people you know? As always, I would love to hear your answers to that or any of your feedback about this episode or any episode from season two of Goals, Grit, and some woo-woo shit. Um, and what do you want to hear in season three? Should it be 50% different? You tell me, dude. Send me a DM at Una Duncan on Instagram and we'll chat soon. Hey, dude, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed so you can get the next one. And by the way, if you rate and review this podcast, it really helps me get found by other people who need some goals, grit, and some woo-woo shit. And be sure to connect and DM me at Una Duncan on Instagram and let me know what you thought of the episode. Chat soon.